It's nearly Armageddon, and we don't have a Bruce Willis to be the hero. Instead, we have Joe and Kamala, so we're focused on pot, the smoking variety, and the country going to pot. But the last hero is going to save us all. Let me explain. I know you don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith style, and that's why you're here today, to hear all of the non-wonderfulness happening in the world like Armageddon. You see what I just did there with the Aerosmith and the Armageddon references together? Anyway, today the world is ending. Tonight with the war going badly for Russia. The strongest warning yet from President Biden saying when Vladimir Putin threatens to use nuclear weapons, he quote, is not joking. No cameras allowed in the New York City fundraiser, but the White House confirming the president went on to say, quote, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, goody. Because that was such a fun month of October 1962, when the Soviet nukes were pointed right at us from Cuba. And now, exactly 60 years later, why not have another nuclear scare? Or do we? But today, the White House seeming to try and downplay the president's stark warning, with multiple officials going on the record to say they see no intelligence that the Kremlin is preparing to use nuclear weapons imminently. So it was just Joe telling one of his tall tales again. Which brings us to today's question. Are we near an Armageddon? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Whilst listening to REM's It's the End of the World as We Know It, which I'd play for you, but that would be a copyright violation. Which also reminds me, if you could share this video, I'd much appreciate it, since Facebook and the big tech are back at the censoring of these videos. But I feel fine. I'm fine! <laughs> totally fine! I, I don't know why it's coming out all loud and squeaky, because really, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. <clears throat> and I'm guessing that Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, continues to tell himself that as well. I think that it's dangerous even to speak about it. In an interview with the BBC, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky said he doesn't know if Russia will use nuclear weapons, but he and President Biden agree on the consequences. I agree it is an Armageddon. It is the risk for the whole planet. He could lessen his worries if he just took the United States' approach and not really cared about the big issues that affect everyday lives. Instead, focus on getting high. Which brings us to... Where in the world is Kamalama Ding Dong? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We all know that Ding Dong inhaled. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. Back in and college, I, and I inhaled. Did I didn't. I did inhale. And since that time, she has turned every sentence into a word salad. So this serves as your warning. Stay off the dope. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Okay, so it's an egg, not a word salad like Kamala releases every time she opens her mouth. Either way, Ding Dong and company are now pandering to the pot. Because, in case you didn't know, there is a midterm election less than a month away and the Democrats are looking for votes. So Joe Biden decided to pardon all of the pot people. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states. And criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, 
I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. And neither do you. But good news for Hunter, he does have those other issues to deal with after all. The prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son Hunter uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my application to purchase a, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 have, I have great confidence in my son. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple years now. And I'm just so proud of him. He's so proud of him. So that means no consequences. That's how he do. Which brings us back to the weed. With the stroke of a pen, Joe, or the person controlling Joe's hand, whichever, a stroke of someone's pen pardoned about 6,500 people with federal convictions from 1992 to 2021 for simple marijuana possession. And Kamala is just so happy about it. Do you see legislation in the future? Well, you know, we've tried over the years, but I w let me just start with saying this. I strongly believe, in the, and the majority of Americans I agree, uh, nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed, right? Yeah. Is she high right now? Well, either way, she's got to get out there to pander for those votes. But Congress needs to act. We're 29 days away from the midterms. Um, ask who you're voting for, wh where they stand on this, and, um, and I encourage you to vote accordingly. And there it is, the real reason for the actions. And Biden even said it himself. You know, the quiet part out loud. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. Except, as a former attorney general, you know, like Kamala, these people should know that the people Joe is pardoning aren't just the casual marijuana smokers who got caught. He just pardoned the drug dealers of the marijuana, or more accurately, the harder drug dealers who pleaded out to lesser charges, such as marijuana. There are currently zero individuals in a federal prison for only simple marijuana possession offenses. Basically, we are another step toward just sliding open the prison doors to the drug dealers, much like we open the border to illegal immigration, which includes drug dealers and human traffickers. Did I mention this episode is about Armageddon? 
On a side note, I'm guessing Snoop Dogg's Sleepy Joe OG, where am I? Premium cannabis sales are through the roof. But back to the end of the world as we know it. Things that you care about, like how much a tank of gas costs, is also a depressing fact. OPEC, the organization of the petroleum exporting countries, announced it'd be cutting production by 2 million barrels per day in November. With the reduction of oil prices from $120 to $80 per barrel, OPEC is like, psh, what's the point? And that's just another kick to Biden, who is saddened that his plan to get the Saudis on his team and the trip he even took to beg and plead resulted in nothing. Do you remember that? Yeah, that didn't work. So now the White House released a statement claiming it is disappointed in OPEC. President Biden says this is concerning and White House is calling this a mistake, saying that it's misguided and they believe clearly OPEC is siding with Russia on this one. In fact, the administration is now talking about releasing 10 million more barrels from that strategic oil reserve next month. And we're hearing that President Biden could release even more on top of that. But really the question is, what is that going to do in the short term when it comes to these gas prices? Yeah, about those gas prices. I am president of the United States of America, and the buck stops with me. Well, as expected, gas prices are on the rise again. Oh, looky-looksy. Gas prices are up to $3.92 nationally, which is $0.09 cents over last week and $0.65 cents over a year ago. Kareen, um, please give me your best excuse for why this is happening. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. <laughs> but seriously. There are consumers now in California paying six forty one a gallon for gas. Nevada, five fifty one, Oregon five forty six. Who can afford that? And we understand that. That's why the president worked so hard the past several months uh, to make sure that he did everything we can uh, to bring gas prices down. We have seen fastest. I know you're pulling out uh, a couple of areas across the country, and I get that. And we understand that there's more work to do. We have never said uh, we were done here. Uh, we have always been very clear that there is more work to do. But we have seen, the reality is, we have seen the fastest decline in gasoline prices in over a decade. That's because of what this president has done. And again, prices going down by more than a dollar uh, per gallon. And these are real savings. You're talking about $100 per month in savings for average family with two cars. Wow. And, and I know there, Peter Ducey, that you pulled out a couple of areas, which includes all of California, the most populous state in the nation, which represents almost 40% of the population. But keep lying, Kareen. It's about all you can do. So we know for this upcoming winter that Europe is really screwed, but America is not all that far behind. Remember back when, all of a few years ago, when we were basically energy independent? And then we were going to take advantage of that fact and add the Keystone Pipeline XL so that we could export some of that oil. <gasps> yeah, and that was before Armageddon. Those were the days. And now we have this. Do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the 
winter, I mean, excuse me, in the next year, in 2022. I don't see anything that's going to happen in the meantime that's going to re- significantly reduce gas prices. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, that clip was from October of 2021. This was now. No, the, the, the trip was not essentially for oil. The trip was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of positions. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. Yes, there are problems, and you're looking at him. Is it really any wonder that Joe is now cratering out on every category in the latest polling data? It's like what happened in the movie Armageddon with Bruce Willis's team needing to deep core drill, make a crater of sorts. Anyway, the latest Ipsos poll shows that in all 10 areas of concern to Americans, Joe Biden is handling them with less than 50% approval. All 10. And the thing is, the top three, COVID-19, environment, racial inequality, are not the issues Americans care about. Economy, economy, oh wait, did I say economy? And what goes along with that is employment and jobs. That's what Americans want him to focus on. So then it's no surprise that 63% of American adults think the country is heading in the wrong direction, with the key being that the independents are at 71% saying wrong direction. And on the note of now independents, did you see who just left the Democratic Party? The person whom I've been saying won't last long because she is too common sense for the far left. Yep, Tulsi Gabbard is realizing the error of her ways. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Yep. Aloha, and I welcome thee, Tulsi, back to reality. I look forward to all of the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, to now find every bad thing they can find on you. Like how you served our military in two combat tours in the Middle East, and you still care about this country. For shame. She may as well go off and be one of those Republican governors that Americans seem to like. A morning consult poll was conducted asking survey participants what they thought of their governor, whether they approve or disapprove of their governor. And unshockingly, nine of the top 10 most popular governors were Republicans. Now, I'm not saying these leaders are great, but apparently Massachusetts, Vermont, Maryland, North Dakota, Wyoming, West Virginia, Alabama, Idaho, and New Hampshire residents are doing all right. And props to Kentucky having the lone Democratic governor in the top 10. But hey, With support like that, who can save us now from all those Republicans, especially those governors who are being approved by the constituents? Well, according to one MSNBC host, which is to say probably all of them, we need Barack Obama. We are watching Republicans not just destroying democracy in the dark, breaking into election officers and plugging 
stuff in. We're watching them do it from rally stages, debate stages. That's where they're doing it. And, and I guess the reason I asked you if we'd been here before is, do you think it requires, you know, a democracy commission? Should, should, should President Obama ask Chris Christie and Ben Ginsburg to sort of man a democracy hotline the way, you know, people used to man other crises? I mean, what should we do? I think what you should do, Nicole Wallace, is stop worshiping your idol, which will involve unplugging from social media, leaving MSNBC, getting out of the big cities, and just generally going back in time to when you lived in reality. I hope you can find it. It's not every week that you think it's Armageddon out there. No way, yes. Yes, you do. And it shall continue on for the foreseeable future, which may never come. But for now, give those Fs while you still can. Faith, family, and friends. And please share the video. Again, while you still can. Until next time, stay healthy, America.